When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Halden. I'm Benjamin Halden. But actually on the board... <laughs> Kyle's put me as Davis. We see here. Kyle, have we've got a new fancy board, and we I can't. Our podcast picture. I've never seen it so big and up close, and a lot of things that just make me feel a certain type of way. Who is this? Who is this little here? Um, Scorpio. That's what his, is that? That's his signature. That's my signature. No, it's JM. The guy. Oh, okay. I thought it was the Scorpion sign. You are a Scorpio. Happy New Year, everyone. Oh my God! Yeah, Happy Twenty Twenty Four. I feel like it's going to be a good year. It's going to be a year for everybody. It will be if you continue to listen to this podcast. It'll be a good year because you will take away lots of information, motivation, and laughs along the way. We're going to have tons of guests on this year. It's going to be one of our main aims. Mm -hmm. And lots more of me and Lucy Davis. Because you still haven't changed your name yet. No, it doesn't count. We're in 2020. We got married last year. Now you still want to change your name. Do you know what Ben said? I said, oh, because we're going to America 26th of Feb. My visa is still valid from the previous year that we went. I said to Ben, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to change the passport. He was like, no, no, don't risk it. Don't, don't risk say, it. Don't, not say don't, that. don't change it. Don't risk it. Whereas for Nepal, he was like, you should change. He told me for America because no, Disney is that important to him. Do not change that because then your visa. Nope. You'll David. be, have Davis on every Disney piece <laughs> of merchandise. Not Halden yet. I'm not, I'm LH. L Halden, Lucy Halden. But, Today's podcast, we did want to dive into failing and motivation because I think anyway with the new year, you obviously have this whole saga of people saying new year, new me. We've never said that. I mean, I don't really agree with that because it's not necessarily that you should be a new you just because it's a new year. I think that can put a lot of pressure on people to completely change everything about themselves it's more so it's a new year, which is, I love a new year. I, 2024 feels good. It feels like a really good year. It's more so having that mindset and the ability to go into it as a, as a fresh, new habits, new goals, new routines, new different things you want to do. But I think most people, what they'll do, they'll do it for like two weeks, <laughs> like the morning routine, the greens, the workouts, the cutting out caffeine. I think you- which I didn't do. I think the goal should be to when every year you're going into a new new year is to minimize change. You should be yeah. have those ha- habits locked down for the year and be going into a new year, not having to change too much. I've, this is one of the new years I'm going into where I'm not really changing that much. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of sharpening the pencil, cleaning some of the surfaces, 
getting rid of some of the shit that's accumulated in 2023. But a lot of the things I'm just kind of pressing continue with. Mm-hmm. There's there's not a, a ton of stuff that I'm changing in terms of habits. Maybe there's there's going to be bad habits that creep in. And I think one of the key things for people to remember is going into the new year when it comes to habits is it's it you haven't formed bad habits unless you let something start to happen more than once. If you ha- everybody has a bad day or a bad morning or a day where you don't train, especially when you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. But that only becomes a bad habit if you allow it to happen more than once. So if you have one of those shit days when you go into the new year, because a lot of people put pressure on themselves to be perfect and get everything done and nailed, is to make sure that if you have a bad day this week or next week, uh, sorry, to say next week twice then, mm. it's me double doing, this week or next week or next month, is that you just forget about it and double back down on the habits that you're currently trying to implement. I think that even happened to us, well, I wouldn't say us, me, <laughs> on like the first and second of the month, what was I like? I was not in a good way. I, I wasn't hung I didn't drink New Year's. I wasn't hung over. But I woke up really late on the Monday when I wanted to get up at like usual 6.45, good start, read a bit of my book, you know, get into it, go for my workout. Oh my God, that whole Monday just did not go to plan. And then the Tuesday, I just didn't wake up, did I? I was supposed to be over yeah. six o'clock for my 18K. Ben was like, get up. I was like, no. And that's just a bit of realism that, it's okay if you were off to a slightly rockier start. Whereas today, it being the 3rd of January, I feel so much better today. I just feel a bit more aware. My habits are more in place. I had a really good training session. Got loads of work boxed off. Oh my God, Ben, should we tell people what happened at the cinema? No, it's not important. Okay. Kyle, I'll tell you after what happened at the cinema. It's uh, It's like Lucy's little... No, thing. because it's the most rebellious. I feel like we it's need the to most. Know now. Come on. I feel like it's the most rebellious thing that I've ever done in my whole entire life. It's completely going off the topic. Of what we're speaking about. Like, why? Is, why have you jumped from that to cinema? Because I was thinking about Monday and how bad my day was, the first of January, and then we went to see Wonka that night, and it just it jogged my memory. I won't. Ha- I won't tell everybody. Tell everyone. You want to tell everyone? I, Carl, you'll be proud of me. It makes me sweat talking about it. How funny! We went to the cinema to see Wonka, which is actually, do you know what? Fantastic film. Like we would, I would rate that a good six out of seven. I thought you were going to say six out of ten. Then I guess that's not a good rating. No, no, six out of seven. What would you give it? Uh, I'd say if you're going out of seven, it's hard because what you can, if Lord of the Rings is a seven out of seven, how is Willy Wonka six out of seven? I think the making of Wonka was really good though. Like the actual, I'm giving it a six. Mm. Anyway, we went to the cinema. And on New Year's Eve, and it, it was really nice, we got like halfway through the film and me and Ben were like sat near the back. And there's, I think it was like a mum, a sister and two kids. There was like, I don't know, a little bit further down. And the, the two kids were maybe three or four, four and six. And when I say they were running around the cinema, like screaming, doing this with all the chairs, whacking them down. And we were all just a bit like, this is really awkward, uncomfortable because it's so... Like they was they were screaming, weren't they? And then they they went through phases like quieting down, come back, and then they were walking behind, like really close behind me and Ben, back around the whole cinema. And it got to near the end of the film, and it was a really important part, and it was a really sentimental part of the film. And the kids were screaming, and my bold self. No, I think you were set off by my shh. Yeah, first. Ben Ben went shh like quite loudly, and then people behind were like, oh my god, they're so annoying. So, and then I what did I say? I was like. Please can oh please can you take your kids out or can they be quiet? 
proud of you, Liz. I said that out loud in the cinema and instantly I was like dripping in sweat. I was like, I couldn't move. Like, I don't know what came over me. And nothing, I've never done anything like that in my life. Ben doesn't think that's a big deal. But I didn't a, say it's not a big deal. In a room full of the cinema, I said that out loud. But obviously it was so dark, they couldn't see who I was because after they were in the toilet. And I was so... I'm glad I did it. I think I did that for everybody. The interesting thing with that is you you you, you probably so you probably would have said something sooner <laughs> if there's less people there. Everybody thinks that you're safer in numbers. You're actually safer with the less people around because yeah. the responsibility of action is lessened by having more people in a room or in a place. I think I did a really good deed, didn't I? I think you're just getting far too carried away with, with yourself here. I is I Cal, that is a bold thing for me to do. Do you know what, Cal? I she usually... has not shut up about it since yeah. you did it. Because you, you, you think you just makes, sa- saved the seventy-year-old woman from a burning building. You saved the last ten seconds of the film for for ten people in the Chester Cinema. Yes, I did Cheshire Oaks Cinema actually, which is quite a big cinema, reclining seats, lovely legroom. But then also, <laughs> no, it wasn't. And then, but then also, because yeah, I, I, I didn't just say I was like, please can you be quiet. I said, please can you take your kids out or be quiet. She took her fucking kids out, and I thought, there yeah, you it was go. one of those things that was super <laughs> See annoying. You later. Yeah, it, it was, was super, re- super very annoying. disrespectful. Um, but we were talking about habits, and I was going to go on to because we spoke about this before quite heavily. We've both read the book by James Clear, Atomic Habits. From what you, well, I was going to say first before you went into that is this is why we usually start our challenges and start things on the 8th, mm-hmm. uh, the, week, the week after the first week, generally because if New Year's falls on the Monday and you've been out the night before, whether you're drinking or you're just tired, it's very difficult to then get back, straight back into good habits and have a good morning routine and implement, implement the thing that you wanted to implement. So allowing yourself kind of that transfer period to you this week, well, last week more as a get shit ready week where you're binning the things that no longer serve you in terms of chocolates, leftover foods, the things that you know are going to be vices that are going to stop you from doing the things that you promised yourself that you want to do, uh, having a bit of a digital detox, clear clear out and cleanse, having a bit of a tidy of the house, taking down the Christmas decorations, um, writing down your goals and what you need to do. That's what I would tend to use this week for rather than jumping straight into it and thinking the first is going to be the the go-to, especially when you're starting on the back foot by having a late night or being a little bit intoxicated or having some bad foods the day before, which is going to make you feel, feel a little bit meh on the Monday. I think as well, well, this is, as you said, we, always, we, we would never start a challenge on the first. I think that's quite a wild and rogue thing to do. I think, I think a lot of people do that. On the first? Yeah, I think a lot of people yeah. start... Start their journeys on the first because you think it's first Monday. Let's go. Oh no, I just meant in terms of like with it with a fitness app. I think it's good to allow people to breathe into the new year and don't feel that overwhelmed because I've had a lot of clients who felt really overwhelmed on the first. I think as well, what is quite difficult is social media and Instagram and everything is a highlight reel. I mean, I didn't. I did a twenty twenty three roundup and it wasn't really bad stuff that I posted in there because I wanted to show that. Do you know what? I had a really lovely year. And I'm aware that I did that and I, I didn't really share like the lows that much of 2023, even though there was a lot of them. So I think what can happen is if you're on social media a lot and then you go into the first and you haven't, I don't know, been as productive as you, as you wanted to be or you've like failed at a few different things, you instantly feel really bad on yourself. And then that might, in your head, you think, oh my God, what was a bad start to the year? It's literally not. It's just, it's just like an hour or a bad moment on the first couple of days because that's exactly what I had. And this is the reason we called 
our next challenge, flex your failure, because the word failure in general or failing, I think it's quite negative or or in the media and in general life, when you Google what failure is, it has quite negative connotations and meanings behind it. But people fail every single day. There's something that happens maybe every day or every week where you're failing or big moments in life that is just like, boom, crashes down, completely crushes you. But from what we've said with this messaging, with our campaign and what we want to help you do is to get back up from failure and rather than give up completely, be part of that 43% statistic of people who fail news resolution at week four. We actually want you to fail, learn from it, move on, get back on the horse. Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly what we want you to do. And that is so important because without failing, you're not you're not going to reach a goal. Yeah, I think also without failing, you're probably not setting your goals um, high enough. Mm. If you're easily ticking things off, it's sometimes a sign that you maybe need to push outside the comfort zone a little bit. And having those failures is good, but you also need to learn from them. If you are continuing to make the same failures over and over and over, that is stupidity. And you need to be able to kind of review those failures, go over them and fail forward, which is a big thing about Mm. this Flex Your Failure campaign. And what we're doing with a lot of our members is trying to highlight those things like the missed lifts, the missed runs, the slower runs, the times where you felt like shit, the uh, meals which you couldn't stick to when you've had times out instead of sticking to the meals, the times where you've overeaten or undereaten. These are all processes along the way that we're not saying you should not do. We're not looking to raise the bar that high that you you feel like you need to be perfect because no such thing as a perfect week. It's acknowledging those failures as being a part of the process and starting to enjoy them and reflect on them and knowing that the more of those that come along the way, the more progress that you're going to be making. There was a really nice quote that I actually saw. I don't know who said it. It was just in an article. So technically it's not a quote because only some of it is in quotations, but then I am quoting an article. So quote, stop thinking I'm a failure and focus on thinking I'm capable of trying again. And that's really nice because it's not, it doesn't seem too harsh and hostile and aggressive. You know, there's motivational quotes that can feel really quite aggressive. Shark Mondays. Who? Shark Mondays. Yeah, that. Or like the you know the you know the famous lion picture. It's like hustle till you die. Not doing a lot for me. That it's really it's not that's not doing anything. But where it's kind of stop thinking that I'm a failure and focus on thinking I'm capable of trying again. The word capable I think is quite nice. And then doing something again, and that's where okay you've done something. The easiest way to do it is like you've done a run or you didn't qualify for a marathon or you didn't you know what I mean like that sort of thing with fitness. But it's like, it's all right. I am capable of trying again. Like it's not, it's not destroyed me that much. It hurts, really painful failure, but I'm capable of giving it another go. Mm-hmm. Setting New Year's goals. This is something that I was speaking about the other day as well, is a lot of people will be setting New Year's goals now, especially people who have enrolled within our challenge as well. It's something that we actively get them to do. Uh, just in case we didn't mention it, make sure that you do hit the link in the description Mm -hmm. today will be the final day that you'll be able to actually sign up and then we're going to close it wow yeah yeah so make sure to check that out if you haven't got involved and maybe you've got to this monday and you're thinking i actually want to start something but didn't or started something that failed or realized that i can't do it on my own and i would like help from people who do know and people 
who are part of a community who are going to be like-minded, supportive, and there for me when I need it, when I need to ask questions, when I'm not too sure on something, when I feel like something isn't working, I need someone on the other end. Uh, that is exactly what you'll get with the MyCoach app and the MyCoach community, so make sure to check that out. Also, with the Flex Your Failure challenge, which we've never done before, the people who are on the challenge, you will get access to two exclusive events. Now, when we do events, they go to members and they sell out immediately, but it would it would literally just go to people who are on the challenge. Mm-hmm. So that's something really important to remember. There'll be one in January, Feb, and then one near the end of the challenge in March. So yeah. get yourself enrolled. You will also get a weekly live Q&A with me and Lucy, so you can chat to us, speak to us, ask questions, fire anything that you need to, along with lots of other features within the app that you can find out more again from the link in the description. But back to goal setting, one of the things that I mentioned this week on social media was about making sure those goals and what you're optimizing is for you. I feel some people can often get caught up in setting goals that they believe other people want them to achieve rather than them wanting to achieve things that are for social status or from validation of others or that we think are cool rather than something that you really want to achieve. And that comes from just, again, that comparison, which is very easy to fall into. But make sure what you're optimizing for is something that you set for yourself and something that you actually want to achieve, not something that you think you're going to get a round of applause off from someone else because you do it. I think that's one of the things well, isn't it? I laid out all my goals for 2024 and there's some that are really quite like a bit scary almost because Mm -hmm. they're so challenging, but I am quite motivated by a challenging goal because you, you have to strive for it. I don't think they're impossible, but I think they'll be hard, but I've also got a mixture of goals. They're not all on that level. I've got some that I'm like, you know what? I will achieve that in the next two months. And I think it's good to not just have like a 12 month goal, like solely, because it can be a little, it, it can be a little bit hard to stay motivated, something like that. Whereas if you've got goals throughout the year, it could be a little goal every single month with these like pivotal, big key mm-hmm. goals within there and having clarity about it and what that goal is and how you're going to achieve it and everything like that, I think is really important by drilling into it because it, isn't it easy? I mean, I, I do it every year. I used to want to not bite my nails to just say out loud, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And you literally do it for a day and there's mm-hmm. no accountability and there's nothing that's holding you to it. And people will be accountable in different ways. They'll book a race, they'll tell everyone about it or they'll just keep it to themselves. Yeah, that, that's um, that's more like a habit, isn't it? I think with those sort of things rather than being a goal, which we'll, we'll talk about more on habits, it's mm. implementing a lot more processes and reminders and methods to a habit but i'm glad you talked on touched on the hard thing or doing something hard because there's there's, there's kind of two ends to this i'd start the new year by doing something hard i did a, a carry with 10 guys up uh, a mountain can you call it a mountain with the the handles a couple of sandbags and a couple of weighted vests we started at 6 a.m in the morning so it was up at half four and we did that together came down had some coffee and pork pies at the bottom and, and spoke a lot about men's mental health and I think a lot of people tr- start the year doing something hard. It's good because doing hard things, I think, is good for a lot of people. It, doing something hard or having some kind of pain is a big ally, I think, for a lot of people because it helps you understand your capabilities and what your true potential is. But sometimes just doing the thing of hard for the sake of doing something hard doesn't mean it's worthy. Mm. I think a lot of people get those two two mixed up and you have to ask yourself, do you need to go through that? Although what are you trying to get from that process? 
what I'd done in the year was great because we got a load of guys together, two positive mentalities. A lot of people got things off the chest that they need to get off the chest. But just think about why you're doing hard things. And if you're putting yourselves in an arena to do something difficult or something hard, why, why are you doing it? I think is has got to be the, the question because if you don't have a why, it's very difficult for those days where it's raining, it's wet, it's dark, you don't want to do something. If you haven't got a why, I think that is your your rocket fuel. It's the thing that's gonna it's gonna power the ship and it needs to be there in order to do it. And if it's in a competitive space, you've got to sometimes understand as well there's some people in some spaces that just enjoy pain and just enjoy enjoy doing things that are hard. I think there was um there's some kind, I think there's a study or a test that was done on a tennis player, which was looking at, I think it was in some kind of psychological enjoyment release or something to do with the brain of when she played tennis and the max, it was sort of matched up with a VO2 max, I think, or max heart rate. And the enjoyment she got from just being in pain and having high lactate was ridiculous. Now, if you've got a tennis player who enjoys suffering and pain, like in, actually physically enjoys it. How hard do you think it is to be competitive against someone who's like that? Mm. Say if you get joy from knitting or gardening or whatever it is, find the thing that you enjoy and double down on it because you'll be much better at it. If you enjoy the hard things and being in pain, it's very hard to compete against someone who's like that. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Yeah, really. I mean, the question you were saying before about finding your why or like your why for this year, you obviously touched on yours with me the other day, which was really powerful. I don't know if you wanted to share it with people. Which one? Just about doing things for men. Yeah. And doing things for guys, because obviously we're, we're <laughs> me and Ben are kind of like, a, we have the same vision, but for different people. Like mine's to empower women to be capable of more than we're told than we're told what we're capable of. And that's why I do all this crazy shit. Like that is that is so deep within me. And Ben's is yours is quite similar, but for Yeah, I want to be a leader of men. Leader of men. Mine is a fancy title. Basically Aragon, basically, aren't I know. Leader of men. <laughs> no, but I think the 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 thing with Or Legolas, because he's also is, great. We love him. He's not the king of men, though, is he? Yeah, but we love him. Yeah, he's great. Just because you fancy him doesn't mean we love him. Do you know what? I don't fancy Lando Bloom at all. Fucking Legolas. Blonde hair, elf is. Don't know what that is. I think it's his skill. I think that when he rides down the, the, those stairs on that on that shield. So if I turn into Tony Hawk, you're going to fancy him more? Who's Tony Hawk? Oh, God, leave it alone. Oh, no. Tony Hawk is the famous skateboarder. Indeed. I used to play that on the video game. When I was like this bit. Yeah, but the, those two come together because then we're empowering a community that come together in men and women in in my coach. And I think, yeah, if you've got your why, it's it's a hell of a lot easier to understand the mission and why you're doing things and also understand what your values are. It doesn't yeah. have to be as prolific that it could be... No, ours are, ours are quite, <laughs> quite yeah, intense. It, well, it, it can be as big and small as you want. Doesn't you don't have, That's what I'm talking about, comparing your goals. It doesn't have to be as big and as lofty as that. It's just understanding what your why is and the thing behind why you're doing something. Yeah, but I... And sorry, just on that, before you, you carry on, sorry to interrupt. Th this is the other thing that 
I put on my story the other day, which I hope happens more this year. There's a girl who reposted one of the stories from the guys or from me about that walk that we did um, and about just guys in general doing positive things and getting out of the comfort zones. And it was really nice to have that because some people, I've had messages before like, why why don't you, why can't you do it for women or why is it for this for women or that for women? It's not just because I'm doing something for men doesn't mean I'm against women. This is the thing that annoys me with social media and the dark corners of the web that everyone's plotting men against women all the time. It was nice to have that story that was put up uh, by this lady who put it up supporting us as a group of men and I hope a lot more in 2024 there's men supporting women and women supporting men to have more synergy rather than this bullshit mm -hmm. online of different corners of the dark web in echo chambers where people are just calling each other out and comparing on different metrics all the time when you will achieve a lot more if either sex just supported each other a lot more well that you you literally took the words out of my mouth it's this whole thing when a guy says I want to support men. Loads of women think he's being like a feminist or something or misogynistic. And I'm thinking he's supporting men. I support women. You're not saying that to me that I, like, it doesn't mean I don't support men, but just because I've got such a drive to empower women doesn't mean that I don't support men. So by Ben saying that, because he has had a few comments, it's like, what about all these young boys or male suicide rates that are really high do you want no one to do anything about it? You've got people like Ben doing things for Movember, doing things for men's mental health, and you still got people, women, saying these things. I'm just thinking it's yeah. all like doesn't like Ben supports me more than like, and I'm woman. Yeah, I just it's only a minority like, of yeah, some women. Though. It's not a majority. The majority of women when they say it. are really supportive, and I hope we see see more of that because you, you don't like to see either sex tarnished by no. a, mi a minority of people, and. um and yeah, and, and and the other thing is as well, it's it's only a benefit for women to have more strong, loving, caring, good men in the world. Especially if like you've got a son or a husband or a nephew or a cousin, whoever it is, you want them to be the best men that they can be, to be supportive and be useful in the world. Mm. And carrying on from that anyway, with the hard thing is is most people don't like doing hard things, and that's just a fact. So the more that you can get yourself to do them, the better. And it does become easier. Like you, you're going to find whatever you set yourself a goal very difficult, whether that's to run a marathon or to run a 10K or to hit a PB lift or to get your habits in check or to start making sure that you cleaned your diet up or to make sure that you are doing the best in your career or get a promotion or whatever it may be. Doing hard things is hard by matter of fact, but they won't be hard forever if you continue to expose yourself to the hardship and to the pain. The very, and this is why I like ice baths is because it's very, I suppose, symbolic of what I'm talking about. You don't get in the ice bath from the first to the 50th time and it still feels as hard. It just doesn't mm. because you've exposed yourself to that over and over and over again. And the more you ex expose yourself to the hard things, the more the brain will start to be empowered by it. And it creates that feedback loop that you do. You have a bit of pain, a bit of hardship, and then you have a bit of pleasure. And that's, I think Huben talked about this. I think it's called the AMMC. The part of the brain that actually acknowledges you doing hard things. And you have to do a hard thing, but you can't just do a hard thing and it just be the same hard because the body and the brain, like progressive overload, mm. get, it gets stronger. So you need to expose yourself to more hard. So I think Huben was talking on one of the podcasts about how 
sometimes he runs this part of the end of his drive or his gate and this day that he thought, do you know what, I'll finish the run off by running to the front door. And he said it was the worst part of the run because my body's not used to doing that part. So just simply increasing the training volume or the stimulus or whatever it may be for that training run or the training session or in life, it's just going to help you uh, become more hardened or become better and progress a little bit more. You said that. <laughs> you said that to me, didn't you? Your quotes came out the last 5K of my marathon in Lanzarote. Your mm. Ben was like, go into the AMCC. I, I don't think like, I said that. I, th- I, think, I, said was, I, I think I shouted some Goggins shit. I didn't think it was... I was I like, I'm I wouldn't fucking be shouting in it. I shouldn't be shouting shit. Just no, would have gone did. out in one no, ear or the other. Ben, you did. I've got it on video. I? I, you said that to me and I thought, do you know what, Ben? <laughs> I'm so in it. Like, I can't... But yeah, the, that, um, the point about you saying in terms of doing hard things... What's really interesting is you'll do something and then it's not necessarily that things get easier. You you just become better at doing them. You become more accustomed. So your first 5K might feel horrendous. Do you remember our first 5K? Oh my, we that was tough. I remember our first 5K we did together. When was that? Oh, New Brighton. I can't remember if it was New Brighton or in Salford. And because you did an 8K after that, I thought, yeah. oh, you came back and I went, are you all right? Yeah. You okay? You need to lie down. Yeah, we. It was like you just set a world record. I yeah. can't believe you just done 8k. And that that at that moment in time for us was a re- was like a hard thing to do to get into running. But then, if you look at us a year later, we've done long distance running events. We've done many hard things. But then it's like, okay, what's the next thing that I can do that's hard? So, but how many years ago was that? Three. Yes, yeah, so three people... or four. So three. Just for people listening, if you're thinking, oh, I can only do two, three, four, five K at the moment. We were only doing five Ks three years ago. Yeah. Like what are you doing now for context? Marathons, ultras. ultras. <laughs> how, how long was it between <laughs> never running a 5K and running an ultra marathon loose for you? Mine was a bit rogue to be fair. It was only like a year But you're and still a half. human being. So 18 months. So you went from well, not running to... Maybe, no, maybe, t- maybe two years. But I signed up after a year and a half, mm-hmm. which was fucking... That was that was really bold of me to do. Signed up New Year's Eve, very drunk. But yeah, that. It, but it's true. It's You'll do something, you think, oh my God, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And then you'll push a bit more. You'll do a 10 and be like, good God, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. And we'll go again. And we're going to do this lift. And we're going to try this new sport. And it's it's that feeling of this feels really uncomfortable hard but it's all that evidence that backs up to know you can do these things and you're actually capable of doing more. Mm-hmm. Because I think as humans, we're a little bit, we push back on ourselves or we don't think we're good enough. We don't strive to want to put, I mean, nobody wants to put themselves, some people want to put themselves in pain. It's hard to go there, but by doing it, I think you improve on most areas of, of your life. What, what you're doing when you're doing that all the time is you're just looking for evidence. Mm. People are always self-critical and lack confidence when you're starting something new because you've got no evidence to give you confidence so what you're basically doing when you set a new challenge is you're day by day building up evidence that you're worthy of it that you can do it because when you show up for the day of a run all the hard work's already been done you're not doing anything special you're just ticking the box because all the evidence should have been provided from your training sessions in the weeks previous but again for people who sometimes listen and think oh, i'll never be able to do that at the end of the day, you're just a human being. I know, I understand you've got a training background and other things, but if you set your mind to it, you can do incredible things if you're just willing to put yourself in a very uncomfortable situation. Obviously, today we're talking about motivation, and I think two big parts of that, if you're taking on a big challenge, is one, 
there's a lot of different angles with motivation, but uh, one of the ones that we spoke about before is the cheese and the rat. So the cheese being what is your positive reinforcer? What is the gold medal? What is the trophy? The rat being what is it you are scared of? What is it that fuels that you don't want to be or you don't want to have or you don't want to be like that is going to force you further towards those goals? So you've got the push and the pull. And both can be incredibly powerful. And some people are motivated a little bit more by either one. Some people are going to be motivated by the belt in the ring, the photo on Instagram, the time on the stopwatch, where some people are going to be motivated by, I don't want to fail. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be like that person because that's your motive i don't want i don't want to be like that person in my family or the pet or the friend who has uh the terrible relationship with their mum and dad or the willingness to give up at every avenue or the relationship with alcohol there can be different things but finding that or having a balance between the two i think can be very powerful for me like i've got the first high rocks event that i'm doing in january I'm a bit nervous about it because the thing I have on me is pressure and I, I don't want to embarrass myself, which is my my rat. And then I've got my element of my cheese, which is what's fueling me to do better. I want to have that positive on the day. I want to do as best as I can. That's what fuels a lot of my work. I'll just having that to think about. Yeah, because you can definitely, when you were saying that then, I was thinking, oh, I am a rat. Like You're I... not a rat. You were in the middle. You've used the rat as, as motive. But as in, yeah. So you can be both, but you you're kind of, dri- both, yeah. yeah, you have a balance of both because when you were saying that, then I'm thinking, I really don't want to give up on things like that. That to me is like, it's a bigger drive, I think, than the end result. But then when you look at the end result, it is, it is just, I don't know. I think I'm definitely more, so, I mean, I'm driven by like, not, I want to do more. So I don't want to. There's going to be outliers with both, but most people will be most motivated by the cheese, the success, the win in psychology. It's, um, with behavioral psychology, behavioral psychology, it's the positive reinforcement of behaviors comes from the win uh, because most human beings will do things not to avoid the bad, but to get the good. Mm. Um, which is why often punishment doesn't work because people just try and avoid it. But I think it's it's important to think about those things. And the second thing is to think about the people that are around you. I think you've probably thought about this subconsciously more than you have any other year in the people that you're surrounding yourself with week to week who make you be a better person and create an environment where it raises the bar rather than lowers the bar. Don't get me wrong, sometimes in your your group or your worker group or your friendship group, you've got to be the leader and help pull other people through. We've also, one of the biggest metrics of success is going to be the people that you surround yourself with. So for example, um, I've trained with a couple of people at the back end of this year who have been a lot better than me and it's really made me either one, raise the bar in the session or two, when I go back to doing workouts on my own, think, am I really pushing hard enough? Because my hard or what I thought was hard needs to be at another level for me to be competitive in this environment. Mm. Yeah, I've, I won't go into the ends of why I've been feeling that way, but I have a very growth mindset and I feel I need to be surrounded by people who are better than me. So I've tried to put myself into like, not uncomfortable situations, but environments that I'm not the most comfortable in or, do you know, like not the fastest or... I think there's a lot of environments where you're not the fastest though, to be fair. 
No, I mean, example, if I go to hybrid and I'm running next to Bill, well fast. Yeah. And that motivates the hell out of me. I think when we did that session on Boxing Day, I I knew you were fast, but that was when I thought, fucking hell, you're well fast. Get fucking hell. A bit of validation on a, on a, on a Wednesday morning. Um, no, but that I, I love an environment where people want to grow. They want to, they want to do these things. They want to fucking change the world. I'm like, I need to, I need to be in that. I, I, I just, it's just, that's where my head's at. I think, I mean, I've got a lot going on. Even this morning, I was in a death zone in that garage this morning, but I was training by myself and I'm thinking, I'm a fucking animal. <laughs> but sometimes I need to be surrounded with people who can really put you out of your comfort zone and make you want to be a better person. Yeah. I think that's a really big goal for me in 2024. Yeah, and these kind of tie into the anyone who's done GCSE PE fall into two different forms of motivation, extrinsic and intrinsic. So extrinsic motivations are those that arise from outside of the individual and often involve rewards such as trophies, money, social recognition or praise, which is what we've just been talking about before. Intrinsic motivations are those that arise from within the individual, such as doing and, and a complicated puzzle purely for the personal gratification of solving a problem. Mm. So there's those two different types, I think, having those people around you, having a reward, um, but also having those things of enjoying the process mm -hmm. is massively important and having rewards for the process because if you're just getting the rewards from the end thing it's it's never gonna gonna feel as good like you don't have sex for the purpose of going i just want to finish you have sex because you enjoy the whole thing if you do you're not in the right relationship no, you're not, well you're not having <laughs> sex to finish are you, do you know what i mean that's the thing with the process is you need to enjoy the part and the way the way through as well that's i think obviously that's where it comes in with with my coach and what we, I mean, my coach for us, when I say my coach, I think the first thing I think is community and our community, it literally pulls on my heartstrings. You know, when you think about something, I am so emotionally invested to our community. It is, it is beyond belief. Like they are watching them grow and flourish and achieve goals and do whatever they want to do. It's, it's the reason like we, we have higher, we, we, teach high rocks every sunday we do run club we we just want to be surrounded by these sort of people and that's the reason like community comes at the uttermost forefront of my coach and my coach app for us because being around people who want to achieve it also it doesn't have to be you have to surround yourself with everyone who wants to do a half marathon or because that's your goal it's just being with other people who want to do do something it doesn't have to be the exact same goal. Everyone can have completely different goals. It also might be you want to grow your social media page. You want to grow your business. Surround yourself with with growth-minded people then who have practiced patience over the past couple of years and who are still being patient because you've got to be consistent with these sort of things and people who failed. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think it's really important. Yeah, of course it is. And Put yourself out there. Indeed. And... I think the difficult thing with motivation is that everybody's searching for it, but it's not something where you stick your head out the window and just slaps you in the face. You have to go and find it. Mm. It's like a fisherman at say the fish is going to jump in the boat. You've got to go and get it. Mm. And the same with motivation. If you find yourself on some days not motivated, there are, th there are things that you can do to create a bit of motivation, such as watch your favorite person on YouTube, find the playlist, 
uh, I like I've been recently rewatching the CrossFit Games again, even yeah. though I don't actually do CrossFit. I actually just find it motivating watching other people hunt down the goals. You can talk to someone else. You can plan the workout. You can get things right. Like preparation in itself is actually a great motivator. Uh, but don't look to be motivated all the time. You need to start to try and implement discipline and consistency and commitments because the best analogy I can give is that motivation is a little bit like the fuel that launched the rocket and gives it the thrust. But to keep that rocket moving, you need to have other things in play because the fuel will run out. It needs to be discipline, commitment, showing up on the days that you don't want to. As fluffy as social media likes to be, if take a rest day when you don't feel like... No, if you've got big lofty goals, you need to be showing up when you don't feel like it. I would, sorry, I was just going to play my motivational tune, but we went well past that. <laughs> what was it? Sorry. <laughs> I was waiting patiently. Are you ready? What you is know this? exactly what it is. Morning, you stunning stack of fucking sunshines. Fucking grind. Honestly, every morning I'm there and I'm thinking, Ben's like, why are you playing? I'm thinking, rise and fucking grind. That's why. But there is some, <laughs> there's some little things. You know things. those toxic quotes that you were speaking about at the start? You just absolutely demolished them with yeah, that bullshit. Yeah, but no, that was actually a fun one because it's a yeah. video and it's like playful. Um, there are certain little things that you can do in your days, Ben was saying, that can just boost your mood and it's not always that you need to boost motivation sometimes I think my motivation's a lot of time quite low when my mood's low they're quite heavily correlated and if I can boost my mood whether it's listening to something like that whether it's walking outside for a couple of minutes whether it's I'm reading a really good book at the moment that wouldn't probably hit a lot of people but my book is really good at the moment whether it's talking to Ben about goals, whether it's ringing my sister on FaceTime with chatting shit about stuff we've got on, I think you can do little things in your day that will boost your mood. And what a lot of the time you'll find is motivation will actually increase because of that. Your serotonin, you want to feel better. You might not feel like training in the morning because motivation is lower. Get that tune on. Get your workout from the app and then go and hit it. I just, mm -hmm. there's different ways you can do it rather than thinking you need to be like a motivational guru and have all these different things, just find little things that can actually help boost your mood. Once that mood's boosted, just see how you feel. Yeah. And when we're talking about motivation as well, it doesn't always have to be around fitness and the gym. It could be that you want to build the motivation into get up and get tasks completed, get the harder things done. Um, I don't know if someone's writing a book or writing an essay or writing the email or writing the review or doing something work-based or career-based or just doing the thing in general. One of the things that helps me is, oh, there's a couple of things that help me. One of them is I like to do some kind of subtask first, which build momentum into me doing a bigger task. That's just me. Some people actually find that they like to just dive into the hardest thing possible first and get it out the way because that builds momentum and motivation. And you just sometimes need to find which one's going to work best for you because often what can happen is is what you will see, especially over this month, is you'll see my morning routine as a fitness. Again, it's, just, it's not realistic to real life because the average person isn't waking up and has four hours in the morning to do this 16-stage morning routine and that's probably all that person's doing for that fucking day anyway, because you don't have a nine to five job and a family and other people to support. So make sure that whatever routine you're choosing to do or the thing that's going to help you be motivated or sharpen the tool in the morning or the day is suitable to you. Because I think a lot of people get stuck in this thing of 
like fluffy procrastination. Mm. It's like, um, it's just sort of the lubrication that they think is going to help, but it actually just creates more friction for them because they feel that doing these things to prepare, uh, such as, I don't know, having the gym kit ready and buying the supplements and readying the shoes and having the playlist is sometimes more important than just showing up and doing the thing that they need to do. So be, be careful with that. Um, it's sort of that fluffy procrastination, that fluffy motivation, which you just need to take action sometimes. One of the things that we want to move into, which I believe will just solve the equation for most people, but is always the most difficult thing, it's, it's more boring and less sexy, is habits. Yeah. And there's, we spoke, we, we spoke about <laughs> I, I met I met your tone there, didn't I? Yeah. Habits, fucking yeah. habits. They are important though, but they need a, they need a bit of better word, don't they? Fluffing up. Do they? What, what, go on. I don't know. I didn't have a word, Ben, but I just completely met. When you said habits, I was like, oh, habits. Two, one, go. <sighs> Heroes. <laughs> you know, you imagine. Named after a chocolate. Well, a chocolate, yes, but I was also just thinking, imagine I need to work on my heroes. Yes, you do, because you're a fucking hero, is what you are. <laughs> I don't have enough time to think. But they are, they make you yeah. feel heroic if you stick to your habits, because there's four key elements of behavioural change for habit formation, which I don't know if you were going to touch on. Make it obvious. You've got the same make notes it, as make me. Make it attractive, make, make it, it easy, and make, make it, it satisfying. satisfying. Yeah. We should make a wrap. No, they are the four key things for behavioural change. And if you have not read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, even if you're not a reader, listen to the audiobook, I actually think it's... You know, sometimes you, you read a book and you finish and you go, I can't remember a thing. I actually cannot remember a thing I've just read. Atomic Habits is one of the books where I actually took a lot away from it. And so the first one, make it obvious. As Ben was saying before, put things out doesn't always work, but if you can put things out, get your coffee ready, have your book on the side, if you journal, you journal, you do yoga in the morning, whatever you do, you go for a run early doors gym, just put your stuff somewhere. You can just see it, make it quite obvious, get it out there. And that needs to be done with intention as well. Yeah, it does. It was obviously what you were saying before. It's all good and well, just making it obvious and putting it out there. But you need to have you need to have that drive behind you still to do it because if your alarm goes off at 6am and your stuff is just on the floor, you could just look at it and be like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's, that's a, nice. And what I mean by intention is you could go, I'm going to get up at some point tomorrow and I might train upper body at some point in the morning where it needs to be. I am going to get up at 6am. I'm going to complete the day one of the Lift and Run program on the My Coach app at Eight, at 8am yeah. and that's what I mean by intention it needs to be a time a location mm-hmm. the program it needs to be that intense because if you just give your flexibility to go oh, I'll do it at some point I might do a body you can easily create excuses from it then instead of having that intent because you're then setting a the bar that if you don't do it you're letting yourself down yeah and for example for a run the second one make it attractive obviously have all your kit out you've done that you've made it obvious you've done your intention to make it attractive, be like, well, do you know what? I've really wanted to listen to that new podcast and it's going to, it's going to make people really good. It's going to, I think it will motivate me quite a lot. Get the podcast ready, downloads in the morning with your headphones. That to me, you listen to a banging podcast on a run can make the run quite attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just me personally anyway, how sad am I? But that to me would make me want to get out on a run and listen to it. Like I've started listening to the Casey Neinstadt Stephen podcast. I can't wait for my next run because I only got halfway through the podcast 
And that to me makes that interval run tomorrow seem quite attractive because I'm thinking, well, I get to listen to that and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm dying to it. Or like, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It could be a new album or music or whatever it is or that to me helps. Yeah, I think I think doing that habit second is great because having that positive reinforce at the end is good. I actually did it yesterday. Didn't really feel like training yesterday. So mm-hmm. what I did was I pushed my workout to just before we went to the cinema because I went, I knew in my head I went, right, I know if I do this, I will work out now straight afterwards, me and Lisa going to the cinema. So I was like, yeah, I'm motivated now because I'll get to do this hard thing. I'll push myself and then I get to go to the cinema and that's great. Mm-hmm. So having, yeah, making things attractive by kind of combining it with something which is a reinforcer. It doesn't have to be that. It could be something as simple as after my workout, I get to have this protein bar or something nutritious to eat. It can be small things that mm. you you stack at the end of a session, which again, again, just create good habits. Thirdly, make it easy. Now, this isn't actually always the easiest thing to do, but if we're referring to fitness and health and things like that, make it easy in terms of you know what the hell you're doing. You've got a program to follow. That to me makes it easy. I'm currently going through a build it back phase because I lost my ass when I went to base camp and I'm doing the workouts from the advanced glute trainer. They are there. <laughs> I do not need to program them myself, which can be actually be a real ball like when you're a coach. But I've got that currently in my app at the moment. So all my glute sessions, I don't even need to think. Mm-hmm. And that to me makes it really easy to know exactly what I want to do. My high rocks ones, I go to the high rocks one and I pick a workout from there. It's really wobbly. It is really wobbly. God, can you screw it? That makes it easy for me. I think it makes me stay accountable. I don't have to double think. I can just focus on working hard in the session rather than putting together a session myself. I think as a coach, we tend to do that a lot. It's like, oh, I'll make it up myself. And then actually it's a bit shit. Whereas the ones on the app, they're programmed, they're proper, they're thorough. That to me makes it easy. Yeah, it's. I think it's easy sometimes to go, I'll just do a workout. That again comes down to intention though, doesn't it? Mm. If you're just going to the gym and going, I'll just do a workout as opposed to I'm going to follow this. You're just literally then, it's almost like a horse with the blinkers on. You're just following what's in front of you rather than mm. looking around thinking, oh, I could have a go on that or I'll have a chit chat or I'll piss around on my phone. You've actually got intention. Another easy. Carry. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, just carry, like, if if you want a habit of increasing more water, yeah. carry a bottle. Have a bottle with you like it is your best friend. You're making it easy by having it with you yeah. all the time. That increases the habit of increasing my water intake. The easiest thing to think about with making it easy is the less friction you have, the easier the habit becomes. So create less friction, create easy habits. And like we mentioned at the very start of the podcast, the easiest way to do this post-Christmas is... Get rid of the chocolates, get rid of the stuff that's going to make you trip up, bin the things, clear out the closet, control your environment, make things on countertops invisible that you don't want to eat or you don't want to go to. Like make it more difficult for you to go and grab that thing or binge on that thing or overeat that thing or make sure that the alarm's set. Just make things as easy as possible for, for, for you to succeed. Because what you're doing is probably already hard, but you can make it a damn lot harder by not controlling the environment around you. Yeah, because you can also do that with make, well, yeah, what you just said, make it hard. If it's a habit you want to break, make it really damn difficult to, like you said, with the foods or moving things around or I move loads of stuff around the kitchen cupboards because I make it hard for you, don't I, with your snacking. So make it hard for Ben to improve on his habit of whatever that would be. Yeah, I think I spoke about this on a previous podcast I share was about changing the door handle. I went through I went through like some quite extreme things of when Lucy was away, getting a joiner to come around and fit a new door handle with a lock on the kitchen to make sure that 
when I wanted to go down in the evening because I still struggled with NES sometimes. I couldn't because I'd lock the door and then lock the keys outside somewhere. I just created way too much friction for me to go down and complete that bad habit. I used to sometimes... It's snack, not really evening, snack, it's like 1am, Snack or it? nibble in the day on protein bars just because I like them. Um, and then what I did instead was I put them at the back of the gym, which is out the house and outside. I'm not going outside when it's pissing down rain. So again, creates more friction between a bad habit. So just think about that. You want to create less friction with good habits, more friction with bad habits. And that will really, really help you implement whatever you're looking to try and tick off this year. And talking about ticking off, make things satisfying is number four. Because when you tick things off, it's like when you've got a task list in your diary, when you complete something, you scribble it off or you tick it, you think, yeah. Or you I've, highlight it. I've done something. I've completed I something. Everybody, everybody gets a bit of a kickoff task completion. Mm. So having some things which you're ticking off, Again, this is why we on the MyCoach app have things that where you can complete the workouts, you. input the data, uh, put in your step, have sorry, have your steps tracked, <laughs> complete the, the exercise, input the weight, do your checking on Thursday. Because when you see the positive reinforcements and you're ticking stuff off, it makes you feel good because you are recording things and you're tracking things and you get immediate results and you get immediate playback on what you've just been through that week. Shall I show everybody in your camera because I'm closer to it? Can do. Here you go. Look at that. Can we see? Yep. Explain to the viewers who are listening, not viewing. Back a little bit loose. Oh, yeah. Oh. There you go. The reason we did this on my coach, it's really quite suave, actually. When you complete an exercise, so, for example, you've done, I don't know what will go on, barbell hip thrust, and we put in 120. It ticks it and it highlights it in yellow and then your whole workout gets highlighted and honestly look at that satisfaction that's me but there's there's certain reasons why we did things in particular ways like on when you do your check-in this lovely little thing pops up and it's like you completed your check-in and you just feel a little bit rewarded i'm definitely a ticker i love ticking things off in my diary but what i love even more is taking stuff off a workout because it means you're progressing through and you're getting through it and then also if you are relating it to health and fitness, every time you tick off a workout, you are getting a little bit closer to that goal. And whatever that goal may be, it could be a running race, it could be a marathon, it could be just going to the gym seven days a week. You can tick it off and it is really satisfying to do that for you. But this is where, as we said at the start, you have to know your why. Why have you set yourself that goal? Because intrinsic motivation is powerful. If you can feel it within, you know why you're setting yourself those goals ticking stuff off simply will give you a lot of satisfaction but know that why mm -hmm. and why you're doing it and making sure you're obviously doing it for yourself not just you know gratification from other people like you that's great to have and have those rewards but honestly the feeling of just completing something for you rather than the satisfaction of other people or because somebody else is doing it I think is more powerful yeah 100% I think you can be doing stuff to help other people but if you're doing stuff to help yourself through other people, i.e. validation is sometimes a dangerous game to play. Yeah, that's where Instagram comes a sticky soup. I, I wrote something down before and it was, it was about this fluffy procrastination stuff as well. Um, I wrote a note on it about being motion versus action. Um, so some examples of this is if I outline 20 ideas for an article I want to write, that's motion. If I actually write and publish the article, that's action. Mm -hmm. If I email 10 people from my business to start conversations with them, that's motion. If they actually buy something, I turn them into a customer. 
that's action. If I search for a better diet plan and read a few books on the topic, that's motion. If I actually eat a healthy meal, that's action. Uh, if I inquire about getting an online personal trainer, that's motion. If I actually step under the bar and follow a program from the new coach, that's action. Sometimes motion is good because it allows you to prepare, strategize, and learn, but motion will never by itself lead to the result you are looking to achieve. And that's the thing to to sometimes realize about doing the fluffy stuff. We sometimes feel good in ourselves from going, oh, I went and asked the question or I did the research, but you didn't actually just show up and do it. And there's a lot more that can be said than just taking imperfect action sometimes. And like we said before, fail, because you'll learn a hell of a lot more from being in the field rather than just reading about it. Do you know when I used to do this heavily, like heavily, I'm quite an organized human. During high school, I really struggled revising. One, I had so little time because of swimming but to make myself feel better i used to buy the most gorgeous binders the sleeves what is that called cal pocket polythene pockets yeah but it's got a, that whatever that Poly is there's the sleeves put all my papers in it get the gorgeous highlighters and i used to go through everything highlight it make notes look all pretty and i knew fuck all because i just was so in this idea of motion it's like when you buy 10 self-help books or 10 business books and they just look all pretty on your shelf. That was me. I was heavily a victim of just making myself feel better by fluffing procrastination. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you should see my revision notes from all the all the school years. Um, and it's something that I stopped doing at uni because I was like, I actually don't know anything. <laughs> like I need to stop doing that and making it look so pretty. And it is about recognizing it and being like whoa i'm really just fluffing a lot of things up there's actually if i go back and look at what i've actually done there's, there's not an yeah. awful lot and that's just having a lot of self-awareness and i'm being okay with that and then moving forward and thinking well that wasn't working yeah. i need to actually take action now i need to learn i need to do more i actually want to achieve my goals this is where the action dives in yeah and sometimes the reason why we find ourselves in motion is because naturally most of us are scared of failing. Mm. And the the easy thing to do is go, yeah, I, I would like to get in shape, but I'm scared of going to the gym or going for a run. And yes, I would like to change my habits, but whatever fail at the, the first hurdle. So instead I'll just save loads of quotes on motivation and being inspired. And yes, I'd like to, to lose weight, but what if one day I trip up and I can't eat healthy for lunch every day? So instead I'll just make some meals at home and sort of feel good about it instead. So it's easy to convince yourself that you're moving in the right direction, but you're not, you're, you're moving. You're just not really getting anywhere because you're not doing the thing that you actually need to do. You're just doing all the fancy bullshit stuff before it. And that's how you can easily find yourself in motion and then asking yourself at the end of the week or the end of the month, why haven't I got what I set out to achieve? And also, we're not saying it's easy. It's actually a very difficult thing to do. But, I mean, we still do it now. We have we have so many moments where we'll get out, sometimes get through the week, and I'll be think, thinking, that's, what, what like, whoa, I've not, my diary looks gorgeous this week, but I've not done anything. And it is hard, and you have to go through different things, but I think definitely the thing I said before about being self-aware and recognising that and understanding it is a really important place to be. And that's, again, why we have the challenge, flex your failure. And we do want you to be a part of it. We do want you to be a part of the My Coach community because I'm not even kidding you. It is the best one out there. It is, I am biased and I will always be biased, 
But it is the most rewarding community to be a part of because you're not getting any bullshitters in there. You're getting people who are at all different stages of their fitness journey. Someone might have never stepped foot in the gym or someone might be prepping for a a marathon. You know, It, it doesn't really matter. It's just the fact that people are doing well, people taking action together is yeah. the best way you can describe it. Get 50% off below. Yeah, use code FLEX50 on the new challenge. And this leads exactly into what we've been speaking about this whole podcast is the fear of failure and the fear of of motion versus action. This is where what we're pushing people to do every single week is take action and not be scared of it because it's just the fear of fear itself, which is the biggest thing that's stopping you. When you start to take action, you'll be fine. And there's a quote. The fear of fear itself. Dumbledore yeah. said that, didn't he? Don't say the name. Voldemort. He did um, say that. He did. But this quote slapped me this week and I want to finish with this. And it's from my one of my favourite authors, Mark Manson. And he said, extraordinary, extraordinary results are a matter of repeating ordinary actions over a long period of time. Start with ordinary. Wow. I love that. I, th- I think especially this time of year, a lot of people are starting with the big thing, the hard thing, the most difficult thing, uh, getting that. everything ready, being absolutely perfect, hitting every single macro, every single gram, every single step, every single workout. And the moment you fail, it's all over. Start with start with the ordinary, easy bullshit. Continue to do it over and over and watch the results manifest and compound over time. If you've got any questions about what we spoke about today and specifically the challenge, drop myself or Ben a DM, drop one to my coach, drop a comment below wherever platform you're listening on. We are so excited for the podcast this year. As Ben said, we really want to get some incredible guests on for you guys to listen to and just keep you in the know of what we're doing and we want to get the most amazing people on and we get to do that because of your support. And yeah, 2024 is going to be a... A very exciting year for the not-so-fit couple. There's going to be the last chance you'll get to start the challenge now. Uh, It's probably going to be this evening as well. One of the things I forgot to mention is that, yes, it is a Monday. And yes, these episodes will be coming out every (gasps) Monday now instead of a Thursday. We thought just because we want to inspire you guys, motivate you guys, it'd be better to come out on a Monday. Maybe when you've got the kind of Monday hump and you need that motivation kick from me and Lucy. It's Monday morning, so it'll be out when you wake up Monday. It'll be out. Oh, even better! By the time so you can listen to us now on Monday. Say it's your drive to work on a Monday morning. You've had a good weekend, and you don't want to be back in work or doing the workout. You can now put me and Lucy in your ears. You can get a little kick on to talk about motivation and doing something or listen to something. This can be your Monday morning motive to keep pushing forward. To make sure that you look out for us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Continue to leave reviews. It really helps us in 2024. Turn the notification bells on everywhere and make sure to tune in on a Monday morning. Do you know what's so hilarious? I know we are going to end. Um, I've started listening to our podcast. <laughs> I've never... Do you know what? Like, you don't watch back your videos, your YouTubes. I The other day, I was sat there listening to the podcast thinking, it's me. <laughs> and it's really great. And after I, four I get years, why. she realises she's on the podcast. four years. I get why you guys actually really like it because it's actually so fucking good. <laughs> um, but we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs> I sat there in my car the other day and I just had a lot of episodes on. <laughs> <laughs>